0: we Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of N-Express Nintendo Podcast, the official Nintendo podcast of Goombastomp.com. I'm your jet-lagged host Cameron Dax and joining us we have Indie Games editor Campbell Gill.
1: Whoa, I'm first. This is exciting. Um, yeah, hello, everybody. I, I don't know what to do with the spotlight.
0: <laughs> yes, incredible. Listen, this is the kind of chaotic uh, energy I was hoping to bring to the show. We have done it. So, wait, listen, we haven't recorded in a week. I have been out of town, so mm-hmm. we're back to it. Also with us, Games Editor uh, Mark Caleroff. Whoa, did you
2: almost call me Campbell? Oh, my nope, God. Nope, of course not. I would never. Cameron,
1: you're far too <laughs> jet like for this episode right now.
2: Nah, so listen, I'm saying, guys. Um... Gonna, we're gonna be
0: yeah we're gonna be a little loopy but I think it'll be fun. Um, Mark, how's it going, man? You, everything good?
2: Yeah, everything's everything's fine. Just dealing with RPGs left and right. That's right. This is the this <laughs> is uh it feels like Not every me. it feels like every couple of weeks
0: maybe maybe every like two months it's like it's the RPG episode and and today is one of those uh, because we had a big Pokemon Direct that just happened. Wednesday, uh, we're recording on Thursday night, so this is just the day before. It has a great big uh, Pokemon-focused d- direct. A lot of news about Scarlet and Violet. Uh, we're also going to talk about an indie game we've been playing that is very, very much inspired by Pokemon, <laughs> which we will get to. And of course, Campbell has been—you're uh, reviewing this for Goomba Stomp, right? Uh, live, alive, live, alive. Yes, sir. Yes. So, so yeah, it's all—it's all RPGs all the times over here. And of course, Mark's uh, working through. Uh, Xenoblade, Xenoblade Chronicles. Chronicles 3, which we will get to, we will get to that. But obviously, he's only scratched. He's only 30 hours in. He's only scratched the surface of Xenoblade Chronicles 3. So we have a lot more, to, a lot more to play before we can talk the about that.
1: The funny thing feel. is that Live Alive is is like 25 hours to beat. So like Xenoblade is huh. five Live Alives. <laughs> uh. <laughs> See when you when you put it that way, I somebody uh, uh, we were talking
0: on the in the Slack channel about. About uh, when the when reviews first started coming out for Xenoblade Chronicles Three, obviously the reviews are, are very positive. And again, this is all this is like we're gonna get to Xenoblade another day, but just just to kind of lightly touch on it, all the reviews are very enthusiastic about uh, about uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Three. And Mark Mark as well, Mark has been like, "Oh my God, you guys, this is it's the one very good. <laughs> very good so far." But, like, here, Campbell, when you put it in that perspective, like, yeah, you could play five Live lives. I'm like, yeah, I would, I would rather do that. Like, I, think, I don't know. I
2: think that's an overstatement, though, Cameron. Sure. Sure, sure, I'm sure, just sure. going to, you know, we'll talk about it next week. But sure I'm 30 hours in, there's seven chapters, and I'm on chapter five. And if you look mm-hmm. on howtobeat.com, or how long
1: to beat, whatever long, the heck long it's be, called. Yeah.
2: yeah. It says that people are beating the game 55 hours.
1: Yes, but at the same time, though, as we will discuss Still later, in this, as we'll discuss later <laughs> in this episode, there are worse things you can do than play live, alive five times in a row, and there are actually <laughs> reasons you might want to do that, which we will oh, get into later. Oh, there you go. Later, so. Which
0: listen, this is all. Ooh, this is this is this is an excellent uh, sneak preview for what's to come. But we did, We wanted to start with the Pokemon Direct uh, or the Pokemon Presents, whatever they're calling it. Um, Pokemon Presents, a lot of news that I was not expecting, um, and a lot of stuff that I was genuinely excited about beyond the, uh, Scarlet and Violet news. Um, so the first, the first announcement in this, in this, uh, Pokemon Presents, w- shocking to me, Pokemon World Championships happening in London in, like, two weeks. <laughs> um... A hilariously short period of time to organize a giant world championship well, they, event. they
2: I was about to say, Cameron, what new announcements from the Pokemon <laughs> presents? Because this say, is from like a month ago. This and, and this presentation
1: yeah. was like 90% mobile games. Well. Exactly. Which exactly. all the news
2: from those mobile games was almost all announced like two weeks ago.
0: Yeah, so but it's nice <laughs> to get it all all in one place. You know what I mean? It's not, you know, it's not the drip feed. It's all it's all a shotgun blast of information to your face. Um, I very much want whatever, every, every item that's in their pop-up Pokemon Center shop. Uh, I want the plushies. I want the pins. I want it all. Mm-hmm. Um, I want the special trophy. I would never get it because <laughs> I'm not awesome. a competitive Pokemon player, but I want it. Uh, so, yeah, it looks like if you're, into that kind of scene, there's a lot of exciting things to look for. They are adding Pokemon Go and Pokemon Unite as competitive aspects as well, which is yeah, that's kind of interesting. interesting. Yeah. It is interesting. I, I wonder how the Pokemon Unite stuff will work. Like, I wonder if they're going to formulate teams. Like, I, I, I think that's just kind of intriguing to, to see what they do with that.
2: Um, Pokemon Go stuff. I have no idea how that works in a competitive environment. Yeah, I was um, going to say I didn't even know it can like go that far. I didn't even know you could battle other people in it.
1: I, I did not even know there was like a storyline yeah. in Pokemon Go either. They advertise like new story events, and I'm like, what? yeah, that's been <laughs>
2: happening like every month.
1: Wow, well, well that shows yeah. how much I care about the game then. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but that said, there was, some, there was there was here was the other surprising thing about this uh, Pokemon Presents. So they did announce some more Pokemon Go stuff. They're, you know, hey, we're hosting more events, we the Ultra Beasts are coming to Pokemon Go. And then they they started going off into like the storyline of Pokemon Go. And I'm like, "Wait, there's lore? There's like right? deep lore <laughs> happening in Pokemon Go?" Like,
1: they were like, "Oh, this professor has been
0: this professor has been transported to this other realm." I'm like, "What is happening?" Like, I thought this I thought you just went outside and caught Pokemon and that was it, but apparently there's
1: there's lore happening, and I think that is fantastic. Yeah, the Pokemon Go Go multiverse or something.
0: Yeah. It's it's great. I love it. Um, that said, I, I've never cared for the Ultra Beasts. I, I think they look kind of strange. So the fact that they're coming to Pokemon Go, I'm like, I don't care about that. Um, the Pokemon Unite news, like, I, I don't, I, don't I, I have not kept up with Pokemon Unite since it came out. Unfortunately, like, I, I had a blast with it, but it's just, I don't have the time to to get into a MOBA. <laughs> um, but there's just some fun stuff happening uh, to celebrate an anniversary. They're doing a Pika party where everything everything is Pikachu-themed. All the characters are Pikachu. You're fighting giant Pikachus. There's Pikachu, like, decor everywhere. Like, I think that's very fun. Chew um, better be uh, in it. Is. <laughs>
2: the,
1: the giant, fat Pikachu was the boss. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, yeah. Exactly. It oh, instead
0: of Zapdos and, or, or Regigigas, it's, it's a giant Pikachu, which is kind of fun. It's classic Chunky-chew, yep. You gotta gotta have it it. um i saw they're bringing tyranitar to the game which is kind of cool
2: and And there was an and what was the other one uh buzzwool
0: yeah which again i'm like i don't care about that pokemon but great i'm glad he's here uh never never literally never seen that pokemon before in my life until he's literally a swole beetle from uh sun and (laughs) moon it's hilarious um i like i i'm glad that he exists um so that's kind of fun uh what, of course, Pokemon Masters DX, the, the mobile game that everybody forgets about, but apparently has a huge following. No idea. This trailer <laughs> um, so, was
1: so stupid. Like, it was, like, so, strange. <laughs> it was
2: so strange. It was so strange.
1: with that build up, you could see Red silhouette. I was like, oh my god, is this like well, another here's remake the thing, or something? Campbell,
2: but... I think it's a tease based on what other people are saying too. I thought it was going to be Ash versus Red, and that's what it seems that they're teasing.
1: Yeah, but, like, they showed that little teaser without saying it was post-Pokemon Masters X. I thought it was, like, signaling some other new game announcement, perhaps a new <laughs> remake, whatever. Like, if you see re- the silhouette of red, presumably on top of Mount Silver, like, that signals something big happening, not just yes. another mobile game. Like, if I like... Exactly. Just st- the- I literally just went like, oh, when I saw the trailer, just because it was so underwhelming after that build-up.
0: Yeah, I'm, mm. I'm right there with you. I was kind of like, what the hell? Like, red? Red on top of a mountain? what is going on oh it's pokémon masters dx like i was like okay like sure um and okay of course my my favorite idle game which i have not played for several months uh uh pokemon cafe remix mewtwo returns finally i can employ mewtwo at my cafe i just wrote my notes here yeah i i want mewtwo to work for me um uh, my favorite quote from this presentation mewtwo likes to order small plates uh, I always knew Mewtwo was in the tapas. I think that's great. Mewtwo <laughs> is only satisfied. Yes. Mewtwo is only satisfied by small plates, uh, which is fantastic to me. Um, I want to put Mewtwo in a fun outfit and have him serve customers at my cafe. That's all I want in this world. I didn't realize that's how much dream. I wanted it. Mm-hmm. Didn't realize how much I wanted it until I saw this trailer. I mean, so this might this might make me dip back into Pokemon Cafe Remix. This really made
1: uh, me wonder, like, what happened. In the meantime, from Mewtwo's, you know, origin story and everything to end up with him working at a cafe. Like, did being one of the, the most powerful beings on the planet just not work out and he just has to get a, a minimum wage cafe job? Like, how did this happen?
0: Yeah, man, this is just, this is, Mewtwo is, like many of us, a millennial who is uh, <laughs> But he gets to work a hard time Bulbasaur
1: in a barista outfit,
2: That's so what I'm saying, well. exactly. Yeah, nothing's wrong with that.
0: Oh, it's it's good stuff. So yeah, this actually, honestly, like, legitimately, might make me dip back into the game because, like, it, again, I know that, uh, like, yes, it's an idle game. Yes, it's it's free to start, but of course, if you want the good stuff, you got to really shell out. But it's fun and it's cute, and I want to have Mewtwo in a little scarf working in my cafe. <laughs> um, <laughs> that said, I don't love the timed stuff. We're like, oh, this weekend only, you can get this pokemon i'm like yeah on, it's guys. it's like, really odd I, I don't it's also like a mobile game so it's it's, like, it's it's understandable but it is like a little bit frustrating um like for example i was out of town this week i don't have time to check into these kinds of games you know what like imagine if imagine if i was like a diehard pokemon cafe remix guy and i missed the week that you could get you know mewtwo or i think i already missed victini like all that stuff i'm like well that stinks um but moving on to the real meat of the presentation, the Scarlet and Violet... Uh, it wasn't exactly, a, I hesitate to say, gameplay demo, but it, it, we got some reveals about the gameplay and the story and the plot and all that good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I'm This game looks awesome.
2: Yeah, I, I think it looks good.
0: Mm-hmm. It looks really good. I know we all have our opinions about Legends Arceus and, mm-hmm. you know, of course, the remakes that came out last fall, but this game... This, uh, I should say, this pair of games looks really unique and fun, and it looks like the Pokemon game that we've all wanted for you know a decade now. How are we feeling about about the the stuff that was revealed during this this Pokemon Presents? Fido, it all looked Fido. Good.
1: we got Fido. <laughs> we have a bread dog in this. I know, game. There is there is a we bread dog. We have bread, do- a bread do- dog. We have an apple dinosaur. We have a pig named Lechonk. I mean, this has to be the greatest lineup of new Pokemon yet. It's true. So uh, that okay, that being said, I, I was kind of hoping for
0: more new Pokemon reveals. And I get that yeah, they're gonna space right. those out over the next couple of weeks and months as the game gets closer and closer. But I was like, come on, let's throw me, throw me a little a little more something to chew on here. Like beyond the regional variant of Whooper, Who's just brown? Like I, I okay, want that, that more. I want some more. Though too, yeah, yeah. I like the uh, again. Work. Love that regional variants are back. I think that's great. Like I think that's fantastic. Uh, well, the
1: way they handled the legendaries this time around, though, is really yes. interesting. interesting. So don't know let's how get a feel that. about it. So so far. we have the
0: two the two legendaries, Koridon uh, Cor- and Muraidon. Uh, these kind of gecko looking dragon motorcycles. Um, who are also gliders who can also scamper up walls. Uh, so it made it sound in the trailer like as if these Pokemon are going to be with you from the beginning, which yeah. is interesting.
2: Which is what they did in Legends Arceus, technically. Yes. Kinda, yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. But it's like, but the, the thing that gives me, like, makes me kind of go, hmm, is that, you know, legendary Pokemon traditionally in mainline Pokemon games are like the, one of the last things you find. Are like the big, you know? Oh my gosh, Mewtwo is level seventy. He's at the end of the game. Uh, you know, you can't even like you can't even get Lugia or Ho-Oh until you're like midway through the game, it, towards the end of the game. Like, so it's. I'm wondering, are these guys going to be available to battle? Are you can you use them to, to steamroll, you know, gym leaders and all that kind of stuff? Or is it good? <laughs> are there? Are they, listen, I, I'm I'm genuinely curious. Are there yeah. combat? Do they even have combat capabilities? Like, I'm. Are they Are they gonna actually be quote unquote legendary Pokemon, or are they just mostly for transport?
1: Like, what are they? You know, right. I will say, at the very least, now we know why they have the names that they have, because you yeah. ride on Corridon, you ride on Mariodon, and I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But aside from that though, yeah, I don't know how the balance is going to work for this game now, because, not to sound too curmudgeon but back in my day, you had to work for your legendaries. That's <laughs> so, what I'm saying! This yeah. is what I'm saying!
0: So, like, So I'm wondering if they will be in that legendary bracket, you know and what I mean? Like, like, are...
1: introduced them as the legendary Pokemon in this game, right?
0: And they're and they and they're on the cover of the game, which right. makes me think, yeah. like, yeah, they don't usually put the you know they put the actual legendaries on there. So I I'm I'm intrigued. I think it's great. Like, listen, in an open world game like this, obviously, and again, they're they're straight up calling it an open world RPG. Like, they're they they leaned really hard on that during this this uh, presentation. So it's like, all right, if you're gonna call it that, I I trust you. And for a game like that, of course you want to have expansive movement options and you don't want to feel, uh, you know, uh, 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 limited in that way. So it's like it makes sense that they would tie it, you know, and make it like world specific. Like, yeah, it's, you're going to ride on a Pokemon, like, obviously. But, you know, it does make me wonder, makes me curious. As you just said, Campbell, like, what's the balance going to be like? Like, I, and I guess at the end of the day, if you don't want to battle with them, you can always not battle with them. You know, like, you can can kind of put the restrictions on the player. You can put the restrictions on yourself if you don't want to use those Pokemon. But it's it's just interesting. That's all. Um, Which one are you leaning towards, Koridon or Maridon?
2: Whichever we get a review code for. Ah! (laughs) Wow,
0: (laughs) I kind of like the robot
2: one. Yeah, they're both cool. They're both pretty cool. I still think that their look is... um... They've been doing this lately with the legendaries. I feel like they're too complicated. Like if you show this mm. to a kid and you're like, you know, draw Mewtwo or like draw Lugia or oh I feel like you're able to get what they drew and then it's like this and it's like, Good luck, kid. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very You're, true. you're <laughs> fucked. It's got a it's got a wheel it's got a wheel on its chest, it's got like a
0: the stringy antenna things. It's got big old claws. Yeah, there's a lot going on. It's like somebody Pokemon.
1: conducted a horrible experiment on a gecko and a motorcycle. <laughs> and <then laughs> Yeah, exactly, right? That's 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 what they got. Yeah. They, what, they, what's they, really, and what I don't really get is Coridon. Moridon, when you're in motorcycle mode, like he says, driving on his wheels. There you go. Yeah. But Coridon, he has wheels, but when you're riding him, he's still running. He's not it, using the wheels. He's just agreed. running like a and pretty honestly, real animal.
0: Really <laughs> honestly, Campbell, uh, my, that made me want to play with Maraiden more. (laughs) <laughs> because I'm like this right. looks funny like it just looks this too looks weird to see... it's an
1: affront to <laughs> God what? to see him scampering that's... around it
0: is an affront to God and uh, I, I do not I do not it is an affront to Arceus himself
2: and I do not uh, <laughs> truly yes I do not love that So unless that's that it, plays what? into the whole uh, like the ancient versus future uh, theme that they're going for yeah, uh, yeah. if it's ancient
1: versus future why was he built with wheels as an ancient creature if he's not going to use them maybe <laughs> mm-hmm. maybe you're
2: able to like Fred Flintstone it and he's just going to have like you know he's just gonna <laughs> <laughs> Gonna run through the bottom.
1: I think that if this is all God's design, I think this will create a lot of Pokemon atheists because this design just makes no sense. <laughs> it's 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 very strange. Um,
0: so, but as far as the other stuff, um, so they they made a point to reference uh, it is a story that you weave as you desire. So it sounds like there's gonna be a lot of like player choice going on, which is not something you get in a lot of mainline Pokemon games. Usually they're very very linear. So. How do we feel about that? Do like do do you I don't know. Do we trust Game Freak to 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 have a
2: compelling uh, open world style narrative? No. What a great question, Cameron. No. Of course not. <laughs> like literally, no. There's it no sounds fantastic on that. paper, yeah. but we'll see how it uh we'll see how it goes. I mean, At the I've end of the always, day, it all comes down to execution. Yeah,
1: right. I've always felt that there's no reason for the gems to be fought in a very linear order like aside from just the difficulty balancing mm-hmm. but like in other rpgs where you have non-linear progression the the difficulty just changes depending on which ones you've completed first mm-hmm. so i've never i mean it, it they've done reasons. it before but
2: like 15 years ago with heart gold soul silver right. so <laughs> you know it's, it's been a while
1: mm-hmm yeah i mean i don't really the the thing that really struck my interest was not the fact that you can take them all in any order but that there are three entirely separate stories going on apparently at once Mm -hmm. so it kind of makes me wonder if the gym narrative is even going to be a narrative at all like is it just be you're running around and fighting these people but then the actual stories are in the other two quest lines maybe and those aren't as open-ended perhaps like that's an approach I could see Game Freak going for more likely cuz then you wouldn't have to worry about the hairy little uh, progression issues that happen depending on the order in which you complete various uh, gyms. Yeah, I'm I don't know. I'm again, I'm I'm excited
0: to see if and how they stick the landing. Like listen, you guys, I realized something about myself in the last month and that is I will give everybody everybody the benefit of the doubt even when I have been burned before. And and I'm like Game Freak, I'm like I know that four months ago I was like, "It's too soon. It's too soon for a new mainline Pokemon game." And now I'm like, "You know what? I think they can do it. I think they can pull it off." And I, oh, Cameron, listen. I am ready to be hurt again, guys. I'm. Let's go. Like, I'm, um, Pokemon, let's
1: go get hurt again. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Um, How do we
0: feel about the gimmick? The the diamonds. Thingy. What do they call it? Ter- Terrestrial, Terrastal? It's, it's
2: literally just Mega Evolution. Why did
1: why they, they ever get rid re- of Mega <laughs> Evolution? It's
2: like, I don't what
0: get why. What a gimmick. What a weird gimmick. And um, you all know what I
2: love in the trading card game, they're starting to do this where the pre-evolutions are starting to get, like, EX and uh, V-Star and, like, all, like, those specialty cards that, like, the big beefy ones would get. So it's like, why are we doing this backwards step (laughs) like they should have just stuck with megas from the beginning uh yeah it's it's, also mega evolutions
0: like did a fun thing by giving us more variants of pokemon which is like that's the coolest (laughs) thing in the world like yeah i want to see like a weird alakazam or like a crazy looking gengar like I, i think all that stuff is awesome um or no i'm trying hold on which one's had mega evolutions uh yeah, Gengar, I, I Alakazam, all of yeah. them you mentioned. Yeah. Charizard, all those guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, like, like incredible uh, concepts. And it's, it is sort of baffling that they didn't stick with that. Uh, this diamond thing, like, all right, it sounds fun, it sounds interesting, but at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, you've already done this thing in a more interesting way.
2: Yeah, um, it's like anything. a it's like a good excuse to capitalize on making another 400 cards.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess <laughs> honestly, exactly yeah, yeah, I need their yeah, ideas. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, and
2: like oh my gosh, you can
0: totally picture the graphics on the card, right? Oh, like it's gonna oh be so God. good. It's gonna be beautiful. <laughs> it's gonna look good. Listen, it, <laughs> and like, probably to, to buy them.
1: They <laughs> <yeah. laughs> will have worked in the end for them.
0: It's funny how much it's all interconnected. Um, so I don't know. I'm. I I don't know. I'm I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt as I just said. I I don't think it's an incredibly interesting sounding mechanic, but I'm willing to experiment with it. I like the idea of the special pre-purchased Pikachu that can convert to a flying type or whatever whatever the hell they said that it could do. Um even though I hate pre-order bonuses, I, I do like that balloon Pikachu. So I guess we'll see where I land with that.
2: You wonder what they um, haven't talked about that I want to see support for? The Pokeball Plus that came with Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu. Because oh, I bought Mark. that thing, and I want to oh, see Mark. more use
0: of it. That's not going to happen? No, Come on. They got,
1: they got your money for it. Now they that don't they care did. about it anymore. Yeah, basically. <laughs> they have no reason to care mm-hmm. about it anymore. So,
0: I'm I'm, I'm intrigued. Um... I don't know. I, overall, I, I finished this this Pokemon Presents feeling pretty hyped about upcoming Pokemon stuff, which is mm-hmm. not the place I was in a couple of you know weeks months or months ago. ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm I'm excited, intrigued. I'm really curious to see how that multiplayer stuff works out uh, with this with Scarlet and Violet. They seem to really be pushing hard on it. So I'm. You know, I withhold judgment until I see it in action. <laughs> but it would be fun to do a little uh, a little three-team three, three team raid uh, with, with, with us boys. I think that would be a good time. Oh, um, I don't know. Any other Pokemon stuff that stuck out to you other than, like, we must all pay homage to our Lord and Master Fido?
1: We we <laughs> must all pay homage to our Lord and Savior, yes. But I'm so in glad that. Oh, no, you can go first. I was just going to say, the characters in this game just look so wonderful. Like, all the characters, they reveal the additional ones, both the professors, and new gym leaders. um, Like, the designs look incredible this time around. Character designs are great. That gym leader, Grush, I think his name is, does this beautiful little gym boy. I want to protect him. I want to protect him forever. (sighs) That's right. Yeah. So that's all I had to say. Just the no, char- like, honestly, that was honestly the most yeah. exciting thing of it to me. The the, way, the more we see about the game, the more excited I get for it, especially because when it was first announced, the characters looked like lifeless dolls in the animations. And I don't know if y'all notice this as well, but it looked like a huge bump in quality in terms of the character models and animations and just environments this time around as opposed to mm-hmm. the previous trailers. So it's just del- delightful to see the game progress this way.
0: I'm, I'm right there with you, Campbell. I I'm excited to see what further news and information we get in the coming weeks or months. Mark, what were you going to say?
2: I was going to say I'm glad to see a uh, whooper get a new form because now the the meme is going to be reinvigorated. You know? <laughs> this, <laughs> this, that—that's what this. it's all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Nintendo just did, uh, Game
0: Freak just did it for the memes, uh, mm-hmm. which which is fine, you know. Um, so yeah, I guess that's we've we've talked about this game for about twenty five minutes, or this uh, this uh, this direct for about twenty five minutes. We could probably call it there. We're gonna take a quick break, come back, and talk about Koromon, which uh, is pretty much what it sounds like—a a, a Pokemon inspired uh, RPG that we've all been playing a little bit. So stay tuned. We will be right back. <laughs> After all this Pokemon talk, we thought we'd uh, talk about something similar and yet different. We, uh, we've we all been playing an indie game called Coromon, which is the next in a long a long line of Pokemon knockoffs. And I mean that not in a negative way. Like there's there's a billion of these guys. Like there's so many games that are inspired by Pokemon. Pokemon was such a worldwide phenomenon that it is, it is not surprising that many, many uh, studios and developers wanted to make games that were similar to Pokemon. You guys are probably too young to remember this. Do you ever play a game called Robopon?
2: I know what it is. I never played. Okay, it I never did. Robopon.
0: Huh? Uh, it is a. It is literally the same as Pokemon, except you're you're catching and battling different little robots. And mm-hmm. It was a Game Boy Color game from back in the day. Did not have the cultural impact of uh, <laughs> of a Pokemon, as you can imagine. Uh, Robopon. So this one, when I when we when we started playing this game, Koromon, I was instantly reminded of RoboPond. Not in a negative way, just in like a, huh, this is another one of these. This is a game that's clearly inspired by some very strong source material, and it's kind of making its own little spin on it. Um, Mark, you probably, out of the three of us, you have probably played the most. What are yes. your thoughts, your general thoughts on uh, Coromon?
2: It's good. I nice. I think it's a solid game. Yeah. I It's interesting because it's not a game that like... Um, what's the one that's it's coming to switch this year it's been on pc for a while what is it called it's another next of the old republic (laughs) no is that not it um oh my god what is it called there's another like pokemon like game it's coming to switch this year a lot of people are excited for it i just can't remember the name off the top of my head Uh, but those games temtem thank you temtem takes a like a modern approach it's going after the current pokemon games but this one one. goes after the classic games and it's most inspired by gen 3 and 4 Which I find interesting because nowadays everyone's after modern Pokemon, but this is going directly for classic Pokemon. And I think it takes a lot of steps forward and it does like its own neat direction. But at the same time, I think there's some like little missteps, like some dumb stuff that they messed up. Like, for example, the PC box system is more primitive than the original Pokemon game on the Game Boy. Yeah. And it's like, how did this happen? But then it's like the battle system, they've added a, uh, a point system. So it's, it's no longer about, basically now in Pokemon moves have, um, they can each be individually used a set amount of times. But in this one, they're all kind of under one set meter and they all use up points. And when you run out of points, you have to rest for one turn to heal mm-hmm. up your points. Or you can use like an item or do that, Jazz. It kind but of reminds I think me of, um, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say it adds a it adds like a lot of strategy to it, and it's a different kind of strategy than Pokemon, which I appreciate because clearly those Pokemon elements are there, especially with capturing. This time instead of Pokeballs, it's like spinners, and then you have all your different Pokemon. There's I think there's 121 in this game if I remember correctly. I think
1: 114. Um, or 100. F-
2: there might be a few secret ones that you can collect, oh, okay. but um, I'm pretty sure it's 121 in total. The
1: uh, the Coromon pokedex whatever encyclopedia it may be called <laughs> there, there's, a Cor- really Cor- annoying, there's a very Corodex. annoying side quest where you have to get quizzed by somebody about how many koromon there are so i feel you like know, I how I still, would i like know that <laughs> yes times, there but. yeah yeah
2: yeah 114 <laughs> is the answer to that quiz but spoiler there's
1: i'm pretty sure there's more than 114 oh. so what you're telling yeah. me is that stupid kid wasted my time every time i answered 121 and said i was wrong <laughs> Wow. Probably. Okay, this game gets a zero out of ten from me. That's <laughs> annoying. Anyway, proceed. Well, mind. it's like how
2: Mew is encountered in the original. You know, like uh-huh. there's 151 Pokemon, but they claim there's 150.
0: Oh, uh-huh. this is true. You raise it. Makes you point.
1: think.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking so hard right now. <laughs> um. Yeah. So the, it's interesting. It, it's always kind of fun to see, like, because clearly they know what they're doing. Like, you start off in the east. You, you know, you're the plucky like, young character going off on an adventure. You start off in your mom's house. Like, it's very much like, okay, yeah, clearly we're making some nods uh, towards Pokemon. But then it is kind of fun to see the, the the changes they make and the, and the like, you can, you know, it's like hit or miss whether or not you think they're improvements or not. But it is, is interesting to see sort of doing this other thing, which is, it's kind of fun. It's, um I think the aesthetic is pretty good. It kind of reminds me of a Game Boy Advance game. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah, it looks really, great. Totally. Yeah, visually,
2: I think it's one of the you know the highlights of it is just the visuals yeah. in general with yeah, how so it yeah has the cor- dynamic the- aspects and yeah. exactly
0: and the coremon the the different the different creatures like look cool and distinct. Um, I will say this: I <laughs> I do not relish the prospect of memorizing a table of weaknesses and strengths. Uh, well, here's right. the cool
2: part: yeah. you could pull out the type chart at any time. Even that battle? is kind of cool. Yeah. That is kind of cool. Even during battle, you
0: can do it in and out of battle.
1: That. Yeah. Wow, that is actually really cool. Huh. Mm-hmm.
0: It, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, like it should have that feature. Like All Pokemon games all Pokemon should Pokemon have games that should feature. Have yeah. Yeah. Any yeah.
1: RPG should have that feature. <laughs> well,
0: that, that's one of my... I, I think I mentioned this during my... Uh, uh, this is a review for a completely different game. I mentioned this during my Triangle Strategy review. One of my favorite things about that game is the fact that you could, at any point during any cutscene or conversation you can just pull up like who the fuck are these characters like who are these guys <laughs> like 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 i love that you can do that and it doesn't like break the game at all so you can just like it's just an overlay that's like hey this guy is this guy he's related to this guy okay
1: great like love that yeah, and, um, and later so, Live Alive does the same thing, too. Like, they have a whole-on yes. encyclopedia of what each combat symbol means. Like, this means they're paralyzed. This means they're poisoned. This means you're going to be knocked back a square. Like, that is wonderful. And it's
0: yeah, and, you can, to- you, and can you can, like, that. toggle that off and on, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, you exactly. can just pull
1: it up at will. You never have to look at it if you don't want to, and that's the best way to handle these sorts of uh, gameplay aids, I think.
0: Yeah, I think that's great. And like I think that's one of the strengths of, of Coromon is that it's it's pretty... I mean, you know, aside from... I mean, if you want to talk about this more, Mark, you can. Aside from the PC stuff, it feels pretty user-friendly in that it way. It is,
2: especially... I wanted to say this. At the beginning, they give you difficulty options, and you essentially mm-hmm. have, like, these Nuzlocke options. And Pokemon nuzlocks are so popular. People love messing with the difficulty and stuff. And it's great to see that the developer came up with all these modes that essentially range from... How you know lenient modern Pokemon could be to some of the more classic approach to just you know this crazy off the walls <laughs> just difficulty where Pokemon literally or Coromon literally die if they get killed. Yeah, Do I you know die what I get killed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Campbell, I hate to, I hate to break this to you. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, I I did choose that option for myself because it, and part oh of it, it, it. Well, it's interesting. So I've. Oh, I love the concept of a Nuzlocke run. I will mm. never do a Nuzlocke run for a Pokemon <laughs> game because I love I love the Pokemon too much. I don't want to lose my starting Pokemon because I have misplayed a thing or like I hit with an unlucky critical hit or something. But mm. these Coromon, I don't know who the fuck they are. Like, I don't, I don't,
2: <laughs> oh my do you know God. what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't,
0: I, I like, really I don't, well, but, I don't know them. I don't have like nostalgic <laughs> attachment to them. So if I like, oh no, I have to release this 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 critter. I'm like, well, I don't. Care that much because I don't have any attachment to them.
2: Even so though I, they I, all like, have great designs.
0: No, no, the, the, and that's not to detract from the character designs or the art direction or anything like that. I think they're very well designed, but it's like I don't like if I'm not had to going get in rid with of that sentiment. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If I had to get rid of my Totodile, I would like start crying. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> well, like you're the, just
1: like screw you, Cub Zero. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, well, it's, but it's, it's like it's it's it, it, it still how to play the game strategically. But I don't it doesn't. I don't care about the heartbreak as much. You know did, what I wait, mean? Wait, wait.
2: Did we all choose Cub Zero?
1: I chose Cub Zero. I, co- I chose. Oh, I chose Cub Zero. Uh, nice. I'd have five. to look. I
0: don't think I did. I think I chose. What were the other three again?
2: I don't know I don't the know. other. Six I only names, chose but Cub, I know Zero Cub Zero. It's <laughs> the best one.
1: I, d- I, I
0: don't think I chose Cub Zero. I think I chose um, one of the other ones. I mean, Cub Zero
1: to... is literally he's, like he's a the little dude in a yeah. snowball. He's adorable, mm-hmm. and I love him, and I died. Oh no,
0: for I him. didn't. I didn't. I didn't choose that one. I don't remember which one I chose, but it was not that one. No, you know what it was? I chose the little. Uh, it's like a rat guy.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm, I
0: chose a yeah. little rat because I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is me. The weird little creepy, the little creepy rat guy. Yeah, that was that was mine. So, like yeah, you can was... relate to something. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Feels aggressive. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Wow. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oops. No, but but overall, it's 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 an enjoyable time. Um, the structure is kind of interesting because um, you're going in, uh, unlike in a Pokemon game where you're like, I'm going off on a grand adventure. Uh, you're going to like work for a company which is kind of interesting in Coromon you're like all right time to go work for my big corporation uh and and then sign up as a, a battle what do they call it like a battle Battle, researcher. battle, researcher, battle yeah. researcher or something which is kind of it's kind of like all right so it's like this is my day job um I don't know again I haven't played as much as you, as you gentlemen so I don't know how much that changes as the game goes on but at least the premise is is that so far
2: yeah you're a you work for the company the whole time yeah yeah Gotcha. And then obviously was, there's shady, shady stuff going on. I was going to say, like, clearly the
0: company, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly, they, they do a pretty good job of of kind of uh, foreshadowing mm-hmm. that, like, hey, just a heads up, there's probably something bad happening which behind is, the scenes. It's actually,
2: that's the one part that I dislike about the game, because the one thing that bothers me about the whole thing, outside of the PC, because the PC's bullshit, but the plot of the game, I feel like the narrative doesn't go anywhere, which I think is a big shame, because they set up a lot of stuff, and that it's kind of just all, like swept under the rug. And they've mentioned, the developer Tragsoft um, has mentioned that they're interested in going back and redoing the ending.
0: Interesting. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. I wonder how... I wonder what that would look and it's like.
2: And not, it's not even like a horrible story or anything like that. Like, it's fine. It's just so, you know, it's kind of just there, which is a, right. a shame considering how much dialogue this game has, because the opening is so so slow that was the one thing i was so worried when i started playing it yeah, i was like oh no like please don't tell me it's gonna be one the of opening those. is very I, I i
0: i will agree with you there the opening is actually very and
2: slow. The second you get your pokemon it picks or pokemon the second you get your coromon <laughs> damn it mark coromon. It. the second you get your coromon it picks up a lot of steam so you know all was good then
0: yeah i'm also uh,
2: i like how the technological and fantasy elements are blended together so like the hms in pokemon are now like these moves that your guy can use because he has like a bionic arm which pokemon coliseum did first but you know it's cool that they're doing it here
0: <laughs> it is i mean again a side side tangent it is shocking to me that they have not ever followed up on pokemon coliseum LCM. well
2: oh, i yeah. mean xd Gale of darkness rather well, well that's I even listen. More either, game, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm saying, these games are good. Mm-hmm. They made so Cafe cool, Remix like. genius uh, sonority. The I developer. mean, yeah, Wait.
0: and oh. and Cafe Remix <laughs> is great. But also, come on, I want a I want so a NXT, weird yeah. I want a weird uh, Pokemon game where I have a robot arm and I uh, capture dark Pokemon and make them good again. That's what I
1: want. Cafe Coliseum, uh, maybe
0: cafe I want Pokemon Cafe Coliseum and I want Mewtwo to wear an apron while he just wrecks <laughs> everybody. Um So yeah, I mean uh, uh, Coromans, if if you are interested in like a nostalgic okay, it's weird because like it is a nostalgic game without having any nostalgia, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you want just like, kind
2: of... game, <laughs> just like our favorite game, I use Chronicles.
0: Just like our favorite game Th- the famous Aiyuden Chronicle. Chronicle, oh my god, I can't oh, wait that back on yeah. the PS1. Yeah. 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 I can't even finish the sentence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a, a nostalgic feeling game. It's kind of a throwback in many respects. It feels like a Game Boy Advance game. It really does feel like a, a Pokemon, like a Gen 3 Pokemon in a <laughs> lot of ways. Yeah. Um, which is, in a, in a good way, like, it, it, there are some there are some hang-ups, as, as Mark alluded to, and I'm sure you'll you'll dive more into that into your full review. But it's review.
2: like, yeah, it's minor stuff that doesn't, like, hinder the entire experience. Outside exactly. Of, outside of the story kind of, like, just falling apart towards the end, it's like, or rather, the whole time, I think there's just too much dialogue. I think it's very, um, keeping you in with talking to characters that honestly aren't too memorable. There are some that stand out, but it's like, it's nothing, you know. This is no God of War. <laughs>
0: Fair enough. Yeah, you know,
2: you're not expecting that, you know.
0: So yeah, I guess it's one of those things where it's like, if if you want that like that hit of like, I want to play an old school Pokemon game and I can't because I have a Switch and Nintendo refuses to release a to DM, it. you know what I mean? Like it's it's yeah, kind it's of a like good option. Yeah. It's a nice option for that exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying it so far. I I'm or if you're intrigued. just waiting
2: for uh, you know, Scarlet and Violet. And you need something to hold you over. I yeah. think this is a perfect contender. It works. I love that.
0: That's a, that's a, a good way to think about it. Um, Campbell, any, any additional thoughts for this indie game, Coromon?
1: It's pretty good. <laughs> 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 I don't and really you have, you have too it. much emotional attachment to Pokemon as much as y'all do, as yeah, has been established before. So it's a, it's a fun take on the gameplay style, and I've been mm-hmm. enjoying it. And that's that i will say that the it is really stupid how much they expect you to know the lore of koromon because just like blah. exactly I i'm a little bit like all right guys like i don't i don't I mean, know look, about this i already yeah. know everything about the lore of the beloved iuden chronicle series so i don't have any more room to memorize obscure rpg yeah. lore. again it's just My- like
2: there's odd choices in here that don't really make any sense
1: Mm-hmm. but it's still a good game. Like yeah. I still really enjoyed it. It's a wonderful game. And my favorite thing is says all the character customization options. I could run around, catch my little ice bears and bees <laughs> while wearing a cowboy hat with a handlebar mustache and a plaid shirt. <laughs> I love this. So there you That's go. That's really funny. Yeah. But the character, are, the, the,
0: the customization options are are fun. They're, they're pretty, pretty cute. Um, I do appreciate that. Um, so yeah we'll probably call it there with this little discussion of Coromon uh, which is again available on Switch and, uh, and other platforms too I believe uh, fun mm-hmm. little indie game we're going to take one more last break and come back and Campbell is going to gush about Live Alive the latest HD 2D RPG masterpiece so stay tuned and we shall be right back <laughs> Live alive. So Campbell, before we went on break, I threw out the term I kind of kind of nonchalantly threw out the term masterpiece RPG.
1: Yes you did. And
0: when we when we click stop recording, Mark was like, Cameron, that's a strong phrase. And Campbell was like, honestly, it's deserving. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't we delve more into that?
1: yes live alive it just feels so surreal to be able to talk about it on this show having played it in english on the nintendo switch (laughs) because for decades live alive has existed solely as like these underground whispers in the jrpg sphere right because it released on the super famicom in 1994 never released in the west but those who did play it, those who got the chance to encounter it, say that it's one of the most innovative games from Squaresoft's golden age in the 90s. It's influenced games like Octopath Traveler, Undertale, a bunch of Final Fantasies. It's influences range-wide, and it's regarded as a classic in japan but we never got the chance to play it but now we have this hd2d remake on switch which not only just localizes it translates it but gives it a beautiful new code of hd2d paint uh it deals with a lot of the idiosyncrasies and issues that were present in the original super famicom version to improve the quality of life in it and finally the international audience can see that this game is indeed a masterpiece one of the most unique rpgs of the the 90s i have to say having played most of the big uh super nintendo and super famicom jrpgs from the 90s like there is nothing else quite like live alive you know with with final fantasy or chrono trigger you have this very um I don't want to say stereotypical image of like swords and sorcery or anything like that, but there's a general vibe that goes along with it. This high fantasy ideal and you have turn-based combat. You have the ATB system. Those are all conventions and they're great. Live Alive basically just threw all of that out the window. And instead of providing one big overarching narrative, the main gimmick of Live Alive was that it offered up seven completely standalone stories in a single package each story being basically a mini rpg in itself with a completely different uh, narrative completely different setting characters even different battle systems in a way Uh, and it's a little compendium that was just so different from anything else and each one just felt so distinct in its own way but then the way that they do intersect at the end they do eventually overlap in a way that is just shocking i have to say and when you use something you really have to experience for yourself to see how it comes together and again it's kind of difficult to express what makes this game so special without delving into spoiler territory and how the stories intersect but it's this this really remarkable send-up of role-playing conventions and even like just general media conventions, because each chapter is built on an archetype of film or games. You have a Wild West chapter. You have a um, a Kung Fu movie-style chapter. You've got literally one chapter that is uh, designed after a 90s mech anime that has its own opening theme song Hmm. (laughs) when you start the chapter. And that theme song is sung by the same guy who sang the main themes to Dragon Ball Z. It's like the most surreal thing Ah! ever. (laughs) wow oh it's amazing there's a video on nintendo's youtube channel the guy singing it, talking about how amazing the experience was you should definitely check it out it's one of the most amazing things just experience going into the game not expecting anything and then boom you have this guy seeing this epic ballad about a giant robot and saving the day uh, from the ancients of babylonia it's ridiculous and that's what makes the game so special ultimately it's like surrealist element of there being so many different elements going on at once that somehow inexplicably as different as they are from one another complement each other and it's again you have to experience it because there was the demo that came out like a month ago that demo was great but it only gave you a snippet of it you really have to play all seven of the stories see how different they are see how they connect and then the end result is something that is just so quirky so strange but something that i think uh, anybody who appreciates the RPG genre, anybody who likes the classic role-playing games of the 90s will be amazed at just how unique and yet classic this is at the same time. You know, it's not without its faults. Um, you can definitely tell, even throughout all the quality of life features that were added in, which we can get into in a little bit, even with all those features added in, there are still some, some elements... That were left over from the original game that don't feel very user friendly. There's some backtracking. There's some grinding. There's some uh, imbalance difficulty. There's an autosave system that feels very unpredictable at best. But again, those are those are small small complaints compared to what you have here. It is you know as as you said, Cameron, so wisely foreshadowed. I'd say it is a masterpiece of the role playing wow. genre. Yeah.
0: Well, and I think I don't know, man. Like. I know that I rant in a rave about once an episode about like, my time is valuable, da, da 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 Like, I know that I like beat that drum all the freaking time.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel like
0: backtracking is, you know, if, if that's like the worst you can lobby at an RPG, that's not the end of the world. Like every RPG exactly. on the planet yeah. has backtracking. Like, yeah. co- but it's, t- it's listen talking about Pokemon. Like, Pokemon <laughs> is uh, that's all you do in Pokemon is just backtrack to the same routes and try to catch the same Pokemon. Like, like that's, even
1: Coromon has that. That's what I'm saying. So it's like <laughs> yeah. it's
0: like if if, if a if, an, if a revived JRPG from the 90s has a little backtracking in it i'm like yeah that's to be expected that's not the end of the world yeah
1: i I will say there are a few segments where i felt a little egregious like for example in that near future chapter i was talking about the one with that's like a mech anime there's a sequence where you have to go to the robot and the robot is in a professor's base uh basement and to Mm -hmm. get to that basement you go down like five flights of stairs and there's one sequence where the professor's like go check out the robot you go down five flights of stairs you look at the robot Then he's like go meet me in my lab you go back up the five flights of stairs okay, now I need you to conduct this ritual by clicking these five buttons at different places around my laboratory. Then you go oh, to the sure. bathroom. Then you go down those five flights of stairs again and pray to the robot. Then you go back up the five flights of stairs. Then you go sit on the toilet and then you will be taken down to the robot from the toilet because, of course, that's where the elevator is uh, in the bathroom. Well, that's where it is, yeah. Yeah, so like that's uh, segments like that, and you have to do that a few times, those are annoying, but again, that's only a few instances... Uh, from it. And apparently, looking back at the original game, there were like 10 or 15 flights of stairs, so they reduced it. <laughs> it's still annoying, but at least it's not as bad as it was.
0: <laughs> sure, 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 sure. And I, let's talk a little bit more about the whole like the whole art direction shift. Oh, yeah. Um, of the, I would love to hear your thoughts. Because I, I... Listen, I know we, we talked a lot about triangle strategy um, on this podcast. I think that art style... Like, I... I don't know, man. I have a hard time going back and playing older RPGs now oh, yeah. because I feel the the, the HD2D style has completely spoiled me. I love it.
1: Oh, yeah. And I, I'll tell you, Cameron, this is the best example of HD2D art style yet. Oh, wow. Like, it is really remarkable what they've done to this game, especially... I don't know how much you've looked at the original Super Famicom version of Live Alive, but uh, it was not a great looking game even by the standards of 1994 reviews at the time criticized it for being pretty ugly honestly the sprites were very they didn't have much detail to them environments were very sparse but now this remake has just blown it all up into the, like this beautiful beautiful presentation and what i love about it the most is that you can really see them experimenting with what you can do with an HD 2D art style now. With Octopath Traveler, the first game to have that that art direction, they were really kind of just stuck to having it be a, a effectively a 2D Uh, camera angle with it, right? Like, the camera didn't move around much. You were mostly moving left or right. There wasn't much up or down. There wasn't much of a 3D movement along with it. But now with Live Alive, the camera is often, like, up at an angle, and you're moving around in wider spaces. There are bigger uh, items, and there's bigger um, uh, landmarks around in each area, making each environment that you're going through really just feel more alive. That There are towns, there's castles. Everything is, like... Just built so beautifully. The lighting is incredible. And even, like, again, comparing it to the previous HD 2D games, I don't know if you felt the same way, but Octopath Traveler and uh, Triangle Strategy often had, I don't want to say a dark tone to them, but the colors were often weirdly muted, at least. Like, it wasn't bright green, the grass was dark green. Yeah. I I could see that. There was a dark blue for the water. Whereas Live Alive has the full spectrum, it's a very colorful game. And you can definitely, there are some chapters that don't really exemplify that, you know, for example, the um, feudal Japan chapter takes place all at night inside the castle, so it's obviously very muted, but things like the prehistory chapter where you're running around in these big fields, you're exploring these like mossy caves, you're running around in deserts that have giant uh, dinosaur skeletons just jutting out in the middle of it. And you can walk inside the skeletons. There's just so much vibrancy going along with it. It has to be just one of the, not only one of the best instances of HD2D yet, but one of the, like I, I'll just say, one of the best looking games i played on Switch as well. The art wow. direction is just unparalleled at this point. I I definitely
2: understand what you're saying, considering uh, with triangle strategy, I felt the same, that sometimes it felt like a little muted in some Mm -hmm. areas, it was weird. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, again, beautiful games...
1: But, oh yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Yeah, without a, a doubt. A yeah, tower. even. Yeah.
2: yeah, even with muted
1: colors and stuff like that, still gorgeous. The yeah. entire experience. And especially what's great about Live Alive is how they experiment with being more cinematic too. Like cutscenes in Octopath Traveler again, were often very much just characters talking to one another and these little sprites moving left or right. But now the cinematic direction is just so much more dynamic in Live Alive. Like each chapter or several of the chapters open with this panoramic camera angle, just. Uh, uh, going around the environment, giving you a close-up of a skeleton or a dynamic angle of the castle in the distance. It just makes it feel, again, so much more alive than other um, 2D or HD 2D games so far.
0: Yeah, I'm super intrigued to see if uh, if and how, I feel like I've used that phrase a lot in this podcast, uh, <laughs> Dragon Quest three uh, oh, Remake. God, yeah uh kind of carries that torch forward because the dragon quest series i think has always had a little more whimsy um mm-hmm. just like uh, maybe whimsy is the wrong word but like like they're not oh, afraid totally to like right. like to use color you know what i mean to to really like mm-hmm. make it look crazy so i'm I'm very uh curious to see if they continue kind of that trend um seeing as it, hopefully you know this game does very well i feel like it had the reception has been extremely strong to oh, to, yeah, to live alive
1: has. It's been very strong so far. Uh, the sales in Japan are a little under what the original Super Famicom release was. But that's, I think that's understandable given that it's not a super recognizable name. You know, those who played it love it, but it's, it doesn't have the caliber of a Final Fantasy. But with it having no a full-on international release, and it's still hanging on in the top 10 on the eShop, even after Blade 3 came out. So I think this is definitely uh, going to outsell its original Japanese release. Mm-hmm. Well, these games clearly have a fan base because I felt like with Triangle Strategy,
2: Square Enix said that one was a success, and meanwhile, I felt like it had zero advertising.
1: It had little advertising, but it did sell over eight hundred thousand units. I'm pretty sure it's it wow. gotta be over a million by now. Uh, so th- there's a huge demand for these games. I'm just very glad that they're cranking out Live Alive and then Dragon Quest three to capitalize on that. It's about the <laughs> joke about that. <laughs> I was about to say so glad they're cranking out those Dragon Quest remakes. Cranking them out, yo, yeah. yeah. Somebody's got does. to.
2: It's. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, listen,
0: we've we've again we've said it a million times before, but we truly are feasting on RPGs mm-hmm. um, lately on the Switch, especially this year. It's just like it's just like anywhere oh, you yeah. turn, there's there's something something good to, to snack on. Um, Absolutely. It's I, not even I, over yet. We still have like a fantasy
2: yet. We, and other stuff this year. Right.
0: Exactly, and it's just Assuming a lot to look Assuming score runs well. <laughs> <laughs> <Is> it, don't <laughs> we
2: get can, your hopes can, up. I think.
1: I was <laughs> gonna say we can. We can only
0: help. Um yeah. t- Two more things I want to hit, Campbell, before we before we table this discussion, because I know that uh, as you as you said earlier, and I appreciate you saying this, like a lot of the a lot of the joy about this game comes from the way the stories intersect and the unexpected way that the narrative plays out. But I, because you're our resident musician, I do want to hear your thoughts on the score.
1: The music is just stupendous. It's incredible. Um, It's composed by Yoko Shimomura, who's uh, best known for the Kingdom Hearts series, and this was actually her first game that she ever worked on. And she's come back and redone all of the music, and it's it's just amazing not just the 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 you know the dragon ball z style anime opening song that i already talked about like that song is an absolute banner that each game actually has in it or each chapter i should say of live alive has an entirely different musical direction than the rest that each game each chapter has a different battle theme it has a different main theme it has different overworld themes there is so much music in this game and it goes a long way towards building up the unique identities you get for each segment of it and it's all incredible especially like the the boss theme and th- those who kn- in the west who knew of live alive uh before its localization m- most likely knew it because the boss theme served as a direct inspiration for toby fox's megalovania um the boss theme oh, in this sure. game is called megalomania so yeah you, know, you can see <laughs> where the inspiration lies um but it's it's really amazing and each I, I, what I'm really impressed by is the way that they've been re-orchestrated uh, for live musicians this time around, rather than you know just the MIDI sounds that you had for the Super Famicom release. You have full-on bands, you've got synths, you've got orchestra, there's opera at some points, choir, organ. It's this full-on sweeping... Uh, it's a suite, basically, and it's stupendous. It's there's a lot of jazz in there for some of the near-future ones. There's... Um, There's a traditional Japanese style music for the feudal Japan uh, chapter. It's just a lot going on. It's all excellent. The music is delightful. I'm glad
0: to hear it. I just, I just needed that confirmation because listen, oh, yeah, of course, I played the demo. Like I already know the music is good. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to hear. Oh uh, man,
1: the boss know. theme. The boss theme is just amazing. Nothing really gets the hype going until like you're talking to the villain of a chapter, and then suddenly it kicks in right before oh, the yeah. fight begins. The hype is unreal. Listen,
0: uh, a, a good JRPG boss theme is like, like uh, there's nothing, it's nothing delightful. quite like it. Yeah,
1: delightful. Yeah, and I think it really does. Uh, emphasize the point that I really want to drive home about this game, and what I've already mentioned a little bit earlier, is not just how different the games are, but how the, their identities are completely distinct. And at the same time, there's so much that overlaps between them too. The main factor probably being the battle system, which is so different from most other RPGs at the time. It's kind of like a mixture of a traditional like grid-based tactics game with the ATB system of something like Final Fantasy VI. So you're on this grid, you can move around, and every movement you take fills up an action meter for either the enemies or yourself. And the, the moves you make, there, are, there is no such thing as there's no SP in this game. There's no limits on what kind of moves you can make. It's not like Coromon where you have a limited amount of points to use. You can do anything you want. You don't have to worry about replenishing those points. But it takes time, and during that time, other enemies' meters can fill up. And it's this really interesting strategic balance of trying to navigate that and be like, okay, well, I can move these few grids and then start using this area of effect move that will take, you know, a medium amount of time to fill up. And I just have to hope that the enemies aren't going to move out of range in that time, but then they may, their meter may fill up and attack me in the meantime. And most of this, most of the chapters have you fighting with just one character for the start, just one character as you're navigating all that and then eventually as you get more party members this battle system just becomes more complex more strategic without ever becoming a full-on strategy game it's this very uh unique blend of traditional turn-based and strategy and you have that in each one of the chapters but it it differs because each character has such a unique move set for example right. the wild west chapter you play as a sundown kid and every battle is a shootout. You're a lone cowboy. Typically, your opponent is either a bandit or another sheriff who's chasing you down. And all of your moves are ranged. You don't have good close-range combat, but you can you know, shoot an enemy on the other side of the arena, no problem. Then meanwhile, there is the present-day chapter, which is basically built like a Street Fighter-style uh, adventure where there's not even any exploration in that chapter. It's just pure battles. And the character you play as only has uh, very close range physical attacks, right? So that means that each chapter, no matter whether, it doesn't matter whether you're using the same combat system, it still feels very distinct from one another. And again, as it ties together, as eventually these characters start to come together, um, and you start to work with how their gameplay styles can intersect, you've got new strategies that develop. And all of this happens in a game that is only a few dozen hours long, which is even Mm -hmm more impressive i think the way that it can build so much strategy so much depth in it and a really compact package each chapter takes anywhere from 30 minutes to a few hours to complete and then there's a pretty hefty end game um it's a very it's just a fascinatingly concise and yet dense package because of all that
0: it's a it's a unique it's a unique product for sure i'm i'm so excited to get my hands on it Someday soon, I'm <laughs> like again. It's the same kind of thing. Like like hearing that it is short and you know comparatively short. Like obviously, thirty hours is no joke. That's that's not like something right. you can knock out in a weekend. But like hearing that compared to like, I don't know, man. I love RPGs, love them, and I just I grew up playing them. I I. It's always a delight to like sink into a world. But when I when I see something like. You know, I know we've talked about like, yeah, you can mainline Xenoblade Three, and it's only fifty hours, but it's like only. that's still fifty hours is a long ass time, even if you're mainlining. And it's like, I hearing that it's, you know, at if you're really digging into it, about thirty or so hours is like okay, right. like I can I can fit that in, you yeah, know what I mean? And, like, and and the structure of the game allows for that too.
1: It does, and honestly, like I finished the game at twenty five hours. You could have finished the game at like twenty hours and honestly like you could finish it even earlier than that depending on how quickly you finish the stories and how much you level up your characters again i can't can't go too much into why that is because the final the ending segment is really remarkable um but it's it's very flexible that way yeah yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm a, yeah. This does kind of lead to the last one more thing I wanted to bring up, and something we hinted Please. at earlier about why you might want to play Live Alive five times in the course of time it takes to finish the Chronicles three, um, and that is because Live Alive really places a huge emphasis on player choice. And it was like almost surprising to me. Again, this is a game from the 90s for its time. You don't really have that much adaptability in a game uh, from that time period. You know, now you have so many branching paths in terms of the endings you get in big RPGs, but didn't really have that as much. But no, in Live Live, you're, when you have a decision to make, typically it matters like there are several wow. endings in this game i accidentally got the bad ending a few times no <laughs> yeah. Campbell. yeah yeah thankfully mm. it's it's easy to reload a different save and it doesn't take too much more time um to redo it and i was kind of upset for a second i was like why didn't they spell out that was going to be the bad option and i was like well you can't exactly say "Don't choose this dialogue option; this will give you the bad ending." But um, yeah, it is still there's a lot of emphasis on the choices you make that can have surprisingly intense consequences. A few chapters are very lighthearted, but some get very dark depending on the decisions you make and who you choose to spend your time with. So um, it's again another very fascinating, forward-looking part of Life Alive that will merit further replays to see to experiment with different builds with different endings and to see how the experience changes because of that i love that um so yeah
0: i mean i don't know mark do you have any questions for for Campbell about about live alive or is, is that uh... Uh,
2: i'll say i said it before and i'll say it again game looks great i'll probably never play it
1: totally yeah. fair you know i played the demo
2: it just wasn't for me
1: you see, yeah. and I've already told you this privately, Mark, but, you know, the demo isn't isn't the perfect presentation of the game. Yeah. The demo isn't a perfect presentation of any RPG, frankly. Um, right. but, but the thing that it, I should say in regards to that is that this is an incredible game. If you're a fan of classic RPGs, you definitely owe it to yourself to play it. But this is not a... ...game that everybody should run out and play because it's you know such a masterpiece, everybody will have fun with it. No, if you're not into these retro-style games, if you're not into the Squaresoft classics of the 90s, you're probably not going to love Live Alive. Like I said, there are some idiosyncrasies with it, there are some quality-of-life uh, features that are pretty lacking... Um, And even the structure of the game can kind of be a little annoying at times. Again, it's the the double-edged sword where the structure of the seven uh, stories that you can choose in any order is the best part of the game. It also means that you're basically starting a new RPG every few hours and that comes with all the new world building you have to get acquainted with the new characters You have to meet the new systems you have to learn the new worlds have to explore you know that means that you get a slow start to an rpg every few hours and that can be pretty tedious again it's the kind of thing where it's a sum more than the sum of its parts by the time you get to the end of it it all comes together in an amazing way you know that's something to be aware of that the structure is not great at times and if you're not into that kind of game you may not have a great time with it but if you're curious about it if you want to learn more about the history of jrpgs and learn about a classic that we're, we're finally getting the chance to play that has influenced so many much better known games now uh, i can't recommend it enough it's a really excellent addition to the hd2d library to the switches library definitely among the better rpgs on this platform, and just delighted that the stars aligned and us filthy Westerners have finally gotten the chance <laughs> to play this, this whole classic.
0: I'm, uh, yeah. Listen, I think that's that's, that's about as good as a, a note to end it on as any. We are filthy Westerners over mm-hmm. here, one and all. Um, you can't believe final thoughts on live alive or shall we just end it there i think that's a pretty good note to to call it on
1: it's a pretty good note to end it on i'll just say look up online if you're not going to play live alive at least look up online the opening movie to the near future chapter so that way you can see the the mech anime opening movie with uh the dragon ball z guy singing this epic song to it it's a thing to behold (laughs)
0: Alright, fair enough uh, so with that we'll probably table uh, table that discussion and perhaps if I get my hands on it uh, or if, maybe if if mark cracks and finally plays it we can have a more uh, a more plot heavy discussion <laughs> out time I don't
2: know if that's
1: gonna happen <laughs> oh, I, I, Look, mark, I'm, just I'm just leaving saying, the door open I'm saying mark if do you yeah, know how many
2: RPGs to... are out this year? We got Xenoblade, you got Mario Rabbids, you got you yeah,
1: know, but but look, Persona a, a again, years... <laughs> Persona. Wait, what? Yeah, oh yeah, that's Pers- right. Persona five, yeah. Yes. yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm just about to finish Persona five on PS five, and I'll start it over again in October. Good, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but look, Mark, you, you said that this when we first started podcasting, you're non RPG guy, and we have talked about nothing but RPGs this whole podcast, and we'll do the same thing next week, probably. Probably, so, yeah. Xenoblade. I also don't count out Live Alive. That's is all. Mario Kart an RPG? Yes, it is. Yeah, uh, it's a role-playing dart <laughs> game. <laughs> That's pretty. It <funny. laughs> that didn't work anyway. I like it. Alive. Uh, it's good.
0: Live Alive, it's good. Look out for more more thoughts on that game as Campbell finishes up his review. Uh, so that I think that sounds like a show. Uh, gentlemen. I've been your host, Cameron Daxon. You can find some of my writing over on Goombastomp.com. I recently reviewed the game Stray, which was an utter delight. I very much enjoyed it. Probably going to be one of those contenders for game of the year in a couple of months. Uh, I'm over on Twitter at ActionDaxon. Mark, where can people find you on the internet?
2: Find me at the Markel. That of course, is Mark with the Seek, Cal with the K. You can find me over on Twitter and Instagram. Over on the website, you can look at my coverage for Xenoblade Chronicles. I'm working through some stuff. I have no idea what will be up by the time you're listening, but uh, there will be articles. I can guarantee that. And I have a review for a game called Frogun, which you're probably not going to talk about anytime soon because uh, it is very disappointing and it's not good so you check that out very sad to say that because frogs and spoiler spoilers
0: spoilers yeah. for your review mark
1: yeah <laughs> ouch yep that's all
0: uh, incredible and uh campbell what about yourself
1: you can find me on twitter at campbell uppercase csg and of course you can always find my games writing at goombastomp.com please keep an eye out for my most likely ludicrously long live alive review where i will gush about it much more eloquently than i did on this podcast so keep an eye out for that
0: Oh, your your eloquence was is not to be disputed, Campbell. You you spoke very eloquently. right thank you. Uh, uh, at <laughs> N- Express Nintendo podcast is also on social media. We're on Twitter at @nexpressnintendo Nintendo. You can of course download, listen to, rate, review all that good stuff of our podcast on the podcast platform of your choice. So more reviews g- give us more engagement. More engagement helps us keep making the show. So we appreciate any and all uh, feedback. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next time.
2: Host, with the old seal and you have a